Following Christ in 2021 is not for the faint of heart. Striving to be a kingdom man isn't about packing up and taking a vacation. It's about getting your mind right, your gear packed, and heading into war. It's more important now than ever before to stand up for what's right and just in the eyes of the Lord and seek His truth. This ain't a cruise ship, fellas. It's a battleship. So buckle up and get ready for the truth, the uncomfortable truth. Hello and welcome back to the uncomfortable truth. Have you ever leaned over to kiss your wife and jump back because some nasty smelling breath hits you? <laughs> well, I haven't, and that's not uncomfortable. Neither have we. Welcome yeah. to the uncomfortable truth. Who's who's praying? I'll take it. Obi's got. Father God, we just thank you so much for bringing us here safely, Lord. We thank you for this platform that you've given us to spread your word, to spread the good news, Lord. Um, Lord, I just pray that we use it to honor you in everything that we do and every word that we say. Um, Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your sovereignty. Uh, Lord, we thank you for our families and for good health. Um, Lord, we pray for everyone who's out there that is sick and hurting and needs healing. Um, We know that you're the great physician, God, and we just pray that you would heal them, watch over them, and that, um, Lord, they would would just get to feeling better. We've got a lot of folks out there that are are feeling uh, really crummy right now. Father, again, we just pray uh, that you would have your hands and, and continue to um, just watch over our world and, and the world that we live in. We pray over this podcast, this specific podcast, that you would have your hand in it as well. And we love you so much. We thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. Amen. 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 Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. For everything there is a season and, and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. What is time? Time's our greatest resource and our greatest enemy. It seems that we fight time. Oh, I wish I had yesterday back, or I wish I could go five years and do this, go five years back and do this or that. Now, that would change my life. Man, if I could just jump ahead five years and skip this hard work, I know I'll be successful by then, or I know I won't be going through these trials by then. At every turn, we wish time away. What about the moment we're in right now? Is that not time as well? Is this moment not more important than yesterday's moment or tomorrow's moment? Why do we place such importance on the time we don't have yet or the time already passed? Tomorrow isn't today and yesterday isn't now. Now is the time to make your time count. Now. And if we miss the now before now, well, then now is the time. There's no future now. Now is only now. Old tongue twister there. (laughs) But if we are intentional with now, then the clear and defined future we strive for will be within reach. We We all have dreams. We aspire to be the best possible version of ourselves every day. We wake up every morning with the intentions of setting the world on fire. We strive to make the best choices, 
to lead our families in a positive way, to grow our businesses and to impact other people around us in a way that leaves a legacy. When the people around us think about the time we invest in them, what feeling do they get? All right, let's be real. Think about it. Really think about how the people closest to us view their relationship with us. Don't downplay it. Don't upsell it. Be real. Be honest. It's just you and me here. Take those evaluation and let's write down our shortcomings. As a human being, what am I terrible at? Where do I struggle? Where do I need the most improvement? Now, here's a cool part. On that same sheet of paper, let's write down what we think we're great at. God gives us all certain abilities, and in those abilities, he expects us to honor him. But until we are real with ourselves and have a true and honest realization of what we're good at and what we're not good at, we don't know how to proceed for his glory. And when we take those attributes and honor him, we'll also be honoring those around us. So do we walk through life being lackluster and ordinary? I think any, do we want to? I think anyone would say no. Uh, but we're actually, are we actually doing anything about it? Do we wake up every morning with a mission or do we just tend to go the way the wind blows? At the end of the day, do we have a feeling of fulfillment knowing that we're dedicated to the mission or do we fall asleep at night thinking about the things we should have done? Do the empty, non-completed task bounce around in our heads until we finally fall asleep only to wake up the next day with a whole new set of checkboxes to fill. Do those checkboxes really matter? So how, as busy and crazy as the world is today, how in the world do we make a change? There's, I wrote that down probably a couple months ago, um, just thinking about kind of Sean inspired me at one point about writing goals down. And so, like, I wrote it down for business specifically, but it, it ties into, you know, how we view time in our Christian walk. And in, being inspired to write down goals and, and, like, how to proceed through those goals, and it's a lot about defining your why and creating systems um, and, and goals. Take, take your goals and create systems around them and then always proceeding to your why, okay? So if we don't have a, a big why, well, then those goals and everything else fall short. But how would you guys say, what are y'all doing to capture the moment and to be intentional about the moment in your lives right now? Who wants to take it? That's a good one. Somebody take it. I'll take it. Go ahead, right. um, I don't know that I have a great answer. Um, but I will say that, uh, last Thursday I deleted Facebook off my phone. That's a good way to capture a moment. You know, um, that was a week ago today. And if I had a dollar for every time I picked up the phone to look at Facebook since then, I would have a lot of money. We'd be going for a steak dinner. Oh, <laughs> maybe even better. Oh, nice. You know, maybe a couple steak dinners. Let's get that uh, on I'm, the books. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I didn't say I had a dollar for every time I did. I said, <laughs> it, if, if I had a dollar for every time. Um, it It's amazing. It, it has literally the last week has really opened my eyes. Uh, but every time I take it off, I've taken it off my phone before, you know, and, and every time I've done it, it's opened my eyes. And it's like, again, two by four, you know, knock you upside the head, um, you know, whenever you make a change and you're like, 
you expect maybe the change to be different somehow and it's not, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's the same. And, and so I feel like that, um, you know, taking measures like that for me is what allows me to live in the now. That's what I heard a lot in your, in, in in what you wrote, Shane is, is now, 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 you know, you use that word a lot. And, um, if we're not living in the now, what are we, what are we missing? Uh, and the, and the fact is a lot, we're missing, we're missing a lot when we're not living in the now and we're, and we're doing what our, our nature calls us to do, which is to look into the future, which we might not take a breath in five minutes, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we're sitting here worried about what's going on in five days, five weeks and five years. And not that we shouldn't set goals, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and not that we shouldn't pray that those goals align with what the Lord wants for our life. But at the same time, you know, for those of you out there that have children, um, you know, our parents and our grandparents always talk about the, the vapor of time and how quickly those kids all of a sudden, you know, you, before you know it, you're thinking, oh, my gosh, in 10 years, I'm going to be an empty nester. You know, in five years, I'm going to be an empty nester. In three, in two years, whatever, uh, they're going to be gone. And and if we're not pouring into them ever in the now, if we're not pouring into them in the now, and and showing them where their strength comes from, and how to deal with adversity, and how to how to deal with all of those things that we know they're going to face whenever they become an adult and they get out of our homes how are we equipping them to, to beat the devil, you know? And, and so there's, there's a big price to pay to not focus on the now is, is, is what I'm thinking. And so Facebook off my phone, that's one measure, you know, that's, that, that was taking in an inordinate amount of time from me, uh, away from the now. And just in one quick week of not having it on there, I've been able to, shift my mind, my focus, whatever the productive thing is that I'm doing that day to something way, way more important, which is my family. You know, it's given me so much more time with my family thinking, just seeing all the stuff that I was missing in one week is really, um, uh, just opened my eyes, you know, it really opened my eyes. So I think, getting social media uh, out of my life, at least temporarily, or at least until I can get to a spot mentally where I can control my habit of pulling it up every single time that I grab my phone or when there's something, uh, every single time I complete a task, I've got a free moment. I think that's what I do um, right now. I know there's a lot of other things that we can do, but that's uh, one of the measures that I've taken just in the last week. Um that have helped me to focus on my time with my family and, and try to be more in the now. So when I hear, I love Ecclesiastes because not too long ago, I went through it several times per recommendation of a, a good friend of mine. So Ecclesiastes, this is Solomon writing Ecclesiastes and the general backdrop of why he wrote it is to, discuss how he had a closer connection to God than almost anyone at one point. And he was, per, per one of the uh, statements in my Bible, uh, 
the commentary said that he is now writing on what it was like to be backslidden because he had separated himself from the beautiful relationship with God and pursued the earthly endeavors of success. Here's the piece. I'll fast forward to the best part. You get to the very end, and it says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. So all of Ecclesiastes is him saying, you know, this is what I did. This is what I learned. Here's just the sign sealed and delivered. Fear God and keep his commandments for this is man's all. That after having everything a man could ever want per earthly standards of success. Now, go back and do some reading, listeners, on Solomon. The dude had everything you could ever want as an earthly person. Right, all possessions. Possessions, gold, silver, money. I, I heard once that he was 14 times wealthier than the wealthiest man in the world today. I've heard, yeah, I mean, it's staggering if you just do a deep dive on Solomon. Wow. He had it all. But he also had a relationship with the Lord that he walked away from, or temporarily. And he says, keep his commandments. So I think that right there for me, because I struggle with this a lot, because I always want to be better, I always want to accomplish the next thing. Goals have always been a big part of my drive. I'm very self-motivated on a lot of things, which is not always good. And I miss moments that are more important than the motivation that I'm pushing towards. So if it's as simple as keep God's commandments, then the answer is in the Bible. You know, Paul endured more persecution than any of us could ever fathom as, as he shared the Lord. And he basically figured out that no matter what comes from sharing the Lord, that is my contentment as I take action for his kingdom. Whether I'm shackled, whether I'm in a prison being stretched to, to my most stretched form of my human body, whether I'm being beaten, you know, all things that I really can't even wrap my mind around. It almost makes me nauseous to think that somebody loved Jesus that much and I can't even fathom it because of how good I have it, you know. But it's that simple. Keep his commandments. Didn't say it was easy, right? but it's simple. <clears throat> Shane, you're talking about capturing a moment, and um, and I've, I've mentioned this several times, you know, throughout um, – the episodes that we've had, but um, for a, for a long time, for about I don't know six months, I, I really studied high achievers a lot because I wanted to know like what are the common characteristics that they have that I don't have that I can apply to my own life. One of the big ones was um, you know um, whenever you think about like a task that you need to do, especially when it's goal oriented, do it right then, do it now. Okay, you said now several times throughout your. Uh, um, just kind of the introduction of what we're talking about here. And, you know, I think it's super important that as Christians and as believers, we prioritize and, you know, whenever it comes to God, family, task, work, goals, that, you know, we set it in priority, we do it now, and that we don't we don't delay. You know, I think a lot of people <clears throat> are like, let's just say they have uh, problems in their marriage or having problems in their career, um, they, they kick the can down the road. They're like, you know, they might write it down or they might think about it, and they're like, oh, I'll get to that later. I'll talk to my, my, my daughter later, my wife later. You know, I know we got issues or she's having problems. And I think a lot of people uh, make the mistake of kicking the can down the road instead of doing it now. And uh, now is 
is a big deal. And I believe if we, if we can all apply now to our life, um, we're all going to be better for it. Yep. And I believe that's what God wants. Yeah, I, I think you're right on the money there, Sean, is that uh, when we think about doing things now, you know, what what's our purpose? I was convicted several months ago about uh, changing the culture in our business. We talked about that on one of the podcasts about uh, culture. And, and what the Lord led me to do is like one of the little things that I've committed to do is that when they – Guys get to the shop in the morning. That's not time for me to be on the computer working up bids or whatever. That's time for me to face-to-face, okay, having a relationship with those guys. I miss it a lot of times because my mind works as a, a visionary for the future. That's it's what I see. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. I think, you know, we need people like that in our lives. I think you guys sitting in here or have, have that in you too. But when that visionary vision takes away from relationships, then yes, we're doing something wrong or I am doing something wrong. That's the number one priority. Correct. Yes. uh, Versus focusing on the one thing that you might have a little control in which is today yes. you know not necessarily you know i mean it's more of a perception but it feels like we've got a little bit more control over what happens today mm-hmm. than what happens in two years i mean we know? do have control over our actions sure um but what when we look at things that are eternal what's eternal relationships right that's it right a relationship well, with God. Let's take that another layer. No and it, it, it could be eternally separated as well. Relationship there could you be. Go. There you, uh, is that where you're going? The, yep. Read your mind, bro. Yep, you did. You're there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that points to being in the hands of the feet of Jesus. I mean, that that it all, if you really just slow down enough and start connecting the dots, follow his commandments, like Solomon says, being in the hands of the feet of Jesus, which is, referred to over and over and over again, casting seed, sharing his will, you know, all of those things. There's a a fabric there, a thread that's always the same, and it's Jesus and people. Jesus and people. You know, and I would just kind of dawned on me as I'm always planning ahead, you could evaluate how I planned ahead and look back, and sometimes my actions I took along that path didn't reflect what I said my priorities were. I said God was my priority first, family second, business third, but I acted as business first, God and family second or third. You know, and I can look at that and see that many times. I mean, and let's face it, we all in this room, I feel like a lot of our listeners, I mean, Hey, we have a lot of pressure on us to be uh, providers, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, I mean, um, and and a lot of that pressure is on is it's pressure we put on ourselves. Okay. Um, but we know that God calls us to provide for our families. We know that men were created to labor, mm-hmm. right? I mean, um, we know that, um, and and we all have been guilty of having selfish ambition. We've all been guilty of you know, wanting to make more money, wanting to grow our business, whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, so 
it's it, it, when when that when you're wired that way, you know, and and all of us are, uh, we're we have a tendency to have our priorities mixed up, mm-hmm. you know, to to get them mixed up. It's it's I, I think it's important that we all recognize that and uh, fix it. You know, I mean, God, God gives us wisdom, you know, to recognize that and discernment to, to know, um, you know, how to make those priorities. And he clearly tells us what our priorities should be, mm-hmm. you know, in his commandments, in, in, in the word. And so, you know, I think recognizing that um, and then, you know, just making sure that we're checking each other. Uh, you know, and I think, I think that's going to help us to stay in the now, you know? Yeah. I think, you know, we all want to make a lasting impact on those around us. We all want to use our time to change the world or at least to make a difference in the world that we live in. But how do we do that? We take those things that we're good at and use them to make a lasting impact on people for relationships. Let's use our every day to make people feel valued the people we work with, the people we see at the gas station, the people we live with. Every day we have an opportunity to make those people feel valued. Are we taking those opportunities? When you project value and love onto others through God's love, that's when our fulfillment will truly begin to be satisfied. I think that's how God made us. Because at the end of the day, what else is there? Like we talked about with relationships, like they are eternal or they are eternally separated. So the past... We're doing this all through a time of great struggle. I think if you're around our age right now, this is probably one of the hardest times. Now, I, I guarantee that people have gone through harder things in their life, but like a period of time that has been for a year and a half straight in our country, in our, in our world, in our personal lives, it's probably the hardest time that, that anybody close to our age has ever gone through. It's tested us at every turn. It's beat us down. We're bruised, bleeding all over. Our bodies are tired. Our minds are overwhelmed, and our hearts are hurt. But what it's also done for us is tested our resolve. It's proven that we're not made of glass. We put our heads down and plowed through it. We pounded through the wall. We put our exhausted minds to work and figured out how to feed our families through this hard time. But we're still here. We made it, and that's only by the grace of God. So do we want to be great? Absolutely. But what is great? Okay, and that's what we talked about earlier is like defining your why, okay, because your why is tied to greatness. And what what is my why? Well, I hope that that's like I really want my why to be like leading people to the Lord and, t- and taking people to heaven with me. But is every one of my actions lining up with that? Sorry, went on another monologue there. Sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, we um, we talked about authentic greatness in one of the one of our very first podcast, and yeah. uh, and how and how you know it was at, episode know, five. Yeah, episode five, season authentic, one. Authentic greatness. Uh, check it out. You know, um, God desires you to be great. End of the story. I mean, He clearly says uh, that He desires for us to be great. Every man, woman, everyone, and so. Um, you know, I think you just, I think, I think you buy into that, um, and know that, that God, God desires awesome things for us in our lives. Um, yeah, these times are tough, man. Uh, it seems like the last year and a half, uh, yeah, we, our fortitude has been tested, right? You know, yeah. Just side note, completely off subject, 
whenever I hear those verses that you read, Ecclesiastes, yeah, does does that like for y'all? Does that bring any movie into play? Uh, time to kill. No, no. <laughs> With Matthew McConaughey. Hey, That's good. I'm, I'm dating good. myself here. That's a good movie. So, does anybody remember the Kevin Bacon scene in Footloose where he's reading? Oh yeah, absolutely. He, he, he reads everything that Shane just time read. to dance. Hey, there's a time to dance. Yeah, <laughs> gotta gotta cut loose. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a time. There's Footloose. Hey, listen, I used to dance. Hey, <laughs> in front of the story. fireplace. True story. Watch my feet. Um. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> you did? <laughs> and I might still do it occasionally. Yeah, bro. Yeah, when I watch that movie, hear that song, I just, oh, like, something dude. happens. Classic. Yeah. Classic. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. All right, anybody else got anything? I think it's pretty pretty uh, succinct that okay. all things we do, we want to evaluate it per our relationship with the Lord and, and what we're doing today, yep. you know? Amen. Absolutely. Yeah. Make your time count today. Uh Whoever's listening, uh, make your time count. Make your moments count. Make the now count. When you feel pressed and and have an opportunity to uh, grow a relationship, to reach other people for Jesus, God gives us those moments for His glory. And if we gotta, we gotta understand when they're there. We gotta see them, and, and that takes us uh, doing things like getting outside of ourselves. Um, and, and getting tied into as well. But when you see those moments, please take those opportunities to reach other people for Jesus, even if it's just something small that may spark a relationship so that you can tell somebody about Jesus in a year. Go out and kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.